what's up everybody you are tuned into the elks call with the elks herd my name is scout aka the rep from section x and i'm Catherine, aka Dave and elks and today it is just the two of us unfortunately our guests couldn't make it today uh that doesn't mean we don't have a great show. So um, first off, shout out to everyone watching live tonight and to everyone that is listening on TuneIn, Edmonton Sports Talk, or wherever else you get your podcasts. While we're here, if you could please help us by, uh, we're, we're trying to get to 500 YouTube subscribers. So if you're watching on Shotgun Sports Network, uh, please go ahead, go ahead, hit like, hit subscribe. Um, we're trying to give away a sweet double E jersey on the 27th. So, uh, yeah, please hit subscribe. Help us out. It's a drive to 500 for Shotgun Sports and the Elks Herd. <laughs> um, that being said, we have, a, we have a bit of a show here today. We have a stacked yeah. one, as always. First, we're going to talk about the FIS World Cup that is happening at Commonwealth Stadium this weekend, dubbed the Style Experience. Then we'll open up the fan forum to discuss some hot topics surrounding the Edmonton Alex, the CFL, and the sports world as a whole. We'll finish up with a bit of a remix on the Edmonton Sports Update and give you the chance to ask us any questions if you have any for us. Um, if you're watching live, be sure to say hi and blow up the herd chat on YouTube so we can get your comments and questions on the show. How are you doing today, Kathy? I'm doing good. Thank you. <laughs> we usually have a quarter by quarter here. We usually do, but there is absolutely no news to report. I mean, we'll get a little bit more into the Elks part of this in the second half of the episode. But for now, it's all it's all you. I mean, you you went to see um you well, you were doing a little bit of media there for the style experience. Yeah. So how about you tell us a little bit about that? Well, before, before we get into that, uh, real quick, I'm sipping on some 6 o'clocker lager here, right. Edmonton Sports Talk. It's a beer craze. Edmonton has a beer craze, <laughs> and it's in the form of Edmonton Sports Talk, Edmonton Sports Media. And so beer, really. I mean, if there's going to be... <clears throat> If there's going to be something though that old Burtons will go a little nuts for, is going to be some craft beer. So, <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, we our name is Shotgun Sports. That's mm -hmm. uh, our parent media company there. So, uh, goes hand in hand with sports, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can also have beer this weekend out at Commonwealth Stadium at the FIS World Cup. So, uh, <laughs> the style experience. That's what I ended up heading down on a lunch break there, and did some media. And it was pretty freaking sweet. Not only do you get to see the big uh, scaffolding that they have set up, you know, pretty similar to last year, but this year it's actually bigger, bigger by two stories. Is it? It's bigger by two stories this year. Thank you, John Kirby in the chat. We see you. Uh, appreciate it. Had to get in on the festive spirit <laughs> with the jersey. Um, so, yeah, so the FIS World Cup, uh, the style experience, Today's press conference, it was pretty sweet. Obviously, it's always nice to get down to Commonwealth Stadium, especially when you get to get down on the turf. And even though there was snow on the turf today because they're building a ramp. Uh, I saw a picture that there was only snow so far halfway down the ramp. <laughs> so so what, what they've done with this is they've actually been hauling in snow from Rabbit Hill by the truckload. And last year, they didn't have this problem. Because there was so much snow. 
It was minus 27 this time last year. This like a day. Yep. Last year, this day, minus 27. And to, today, people were walking around with shorts and uh, t-shirts. So that just, yeah, they probably definitely needed the truckloads of snow. Oh, exactly. To make it happen. No, they did. And uh, they're still hauling in some snow. They're still, like, they have an extra ramp now that they're doing a uh, uh, a rail, a rail uh, ramp, I guess they they have a different, a specific name for it, but basically they're gonna have the rail that goes down, and that's in the Coors Light party zone. Oh, that's in the party section. So they took out all the seats, all of the that whole area. They just completely took it down to the concrete, and they mm -hmm. ended up building a ramp. That's pretty cool. I also saw that they're gonna start early this year, uh, because I know yet last year it was a little bit later. It was a little bit of a later show i think it started around six yeah and this time it starts at 1 p.m so a little bit more uh, family friendly i appreciate that well 11 a.m is really when you can get in and that's when some of the events start so it's it's yeah it's it's a super early one this year uh john said here uh i i, I wish i could check out the event at the stadium but it's at the same time as the oil kings game unfortunately we do have that happen now they are going to do the qualifying on Friday night. I don't think that I don't know if that's open to the public. I don't think it is. Right. But they're going to do the qualifying on Friday, and then Saturday is going to be the big event. Um, so December 9th, it's going to be huge. They're going to have concerts. Um, they're, they're like they've completely changed everything from last year, so that now more people can be right down by the jump, see the see the athletes as they're coming down, coming down the uh, coming down the stadium. <laughs> really, it's really really sweet. Um, so today at that press conference, uh, you know, we got to talk to Mark McMorris. We're going to bring up a Mark McMorris interview here shortly, uh, which was great. But it was really cool to see how they they went really really hard and uh, they tried really hard and they did a really really great job of acknowledging. Indigenous land, Treaty 6, uh, Treaty 6 territory. They actually ended up blessing the jump. So uh, they blessed the ramp. They blessed the jump, top and bottom, for everybody's safety. So that was really, really cool to see the spiritual side of it. Um, so there was actually, like, a really nice connection there with Edmonton and with the building as well and with the community. So really, really nice to see. Uh, we ran into Evan Dom and Evan Jones from the Edmonton Elks. So that was pretty sweet. Jason, yes, indeed. It is a six o'clock lager, the uh, newest beer craze here in Edmonton. We had to go hard on. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I picked up a couple packs and I'm actually savoring it. You don't want to uh, overindulge on the six o'clock and then all of a sudden <laughs> go go dry. You don't want to go without the six o'clock lager. Cheers, Andrea. Cheers. Um, and yes, John, uh, this is a Christmas jersey. Where did I get it? Value Village, which is where I find like to find a lot of my jerseys. Uh, very clutch, very clutch. Like to thrift. Like got to got to got to thrift. <laughs> got to save a buck or two where you can. Uh, so yeah. So once again, all day event Saturday, FIS World Cup. Uh, great athletes, Olympian, Mark Morris, Canadian from Regina, Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. We were fortunate enough to get a quick uh, interview in with him. I got to ask him a question involving CFL Stadium. So, Catherine, would yeah, you happen to yeah. have that? I do. I just got to pull it up and it's just a super quick uh, minute and a half. Very cool interview that Scout did. 
Still from Shotgun Sports here. We're here with the legendary Mark McMorris. Mark, how are you doing today? It's a big event. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks. Happy to be in Edmonton. Oh, totally. Definitely appreciate seeing you here today and obviously you taking part in the event. Uh, now, the biggest question is, we know that you're from Saskatchewan. This is done in the home of the Edmonton Elks. Would you like to see this happen at Mosaic at some point in Saskatchewan? I would absolutely love to see this kind of an event in Mosaic Stadium. That'd be great. Well, it would be. And uh, other than that, where else could you think we will see another uh, style experience event? Another place I could see it happening would be <laughs> Montreal or, um, I mean, Saskatchewan would be great. I feel like there's quite a few CFL stadiums across our country that could host something like this. And um, yeah, I, I really truly do hope to see more of this popping up. I think these are awesome ways to bring communities that wouldn't normally see snowboarding on this level into them and um, getting the youth and, and the parents all psyched. Oh, totally. It's all about the grass grassroots movement and bringing kids up through uh, these kind of sports, right? So, uh, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and we wish you luck. Yeah, so Mark McMorris called me buddy. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, it was awesome talking to Mark McMorris. Uh, great guy. And grassroots movement is something that we've talked about a couple of times on this show. You know, getting kids into Commonwealth Stadium in general. It doesn't matter if it's the Edmonton Elks. It doesn't matter if it's the the style experience uh even a concert right just getting kids into that building and getting people to experience the multitude of events that happen at our 56k capacity cathedral oh definitely and it's going to be a beautiful day like i said it's going to be a little bit earlier this time so super family friendly they are going to have their market little shops and things you could do some shopping you can go and take a look at the concerts it's going to be a full family event with beautiful weather so it will be a good one that's for sure yeah it'll be really really sweet hope to see everybody there uh tickets Ticketmaster. i want to say it's around 60 bucks for tickets so a little bit more expensive than last year but once again uh they're bringing a lot more to it so really cool um yeah, what, big... what do you think? You guys as well. Like, do you think they're going to continue doing this at Commonwealth every year, or are they going to find other locations to have this? That's a, that's an incredibly good question, and that's actually something that I was thinking about as I was driving away from Commonwealth. And the, that's also the reason why I asked Mark, you know, where else could you see this happening? If not Commonwealth, obviously he's from Regina. Mm -hmm. Mosaic Stadium for him is probably something that he's thought about. He's definitely wanted to do that there. Just like Alfonso Davies wanting to play soccer <laughs> in Commonwealth Stadium. It's yeah. you, you have those venues that, man, would it ever be nice to do that. And sure, luckily here in Edmonton, we have... Here, here in Edmonton, we have a very nice stadium. It's very big. Um, we get lots of concerts in there and... It, it's it's great, but it's not quite his home. So it's one of those things, right? Um, so yeah, so really, really cool. Um, really thankful to uh, Canada Snowboard uh, for having us on. Uh, that, that's absolutely massive uh, to be a media rights holder for this absolutely amazing event. Jason in the herd chat, getting them into the building and also access to the team and field builds lifelong fans 
I remember spending a day with Gizmo and Damon Allen and the Grey Cup when I was eight. Been a fan since. Exactly. The, the Knothole Gang. We hear so many of these stories and time and time again, you know, once again, it just proves itself time and time again. Yeah. Uh, just get the kids into the building. Yeah. Just get into the building and then judge judge, <laughs> judge the Edmonton Elks and everything to do with, you know, Edmonton's stadium. It's Get the kids into the building and then become a fan. Well, and I, I mean, I'm not going to disclose which my first concert was uh, in Commonwealth Stadium, but I remember being in that half. It was a half stadium set up, so 30K or whatever, right? Or um, 25K, I think, back was it then. Britney even. Spears? It, was Britney it wasn't Spears. Britney Spears. It was not Britney Spears. <laughs> It was not Britney Spears, but um, I remember watching, here we go, I'll just give it away. I remember watching Aaron Carter swinging around. <laughs> he was opening for the Backstreet Boys, and he was swinging around on the field goal posts. And it was like, yeah, this is a pretty sweet venue. Like, it's a nice big building. And I think we were at the very top. Like, it was a horrible view for yeah. very little but stage, hey, right? So It's a beautiful place. And, I mean, we already discussed the whole you know, what is happening with the Edmonton Elks right now and the discussions and the talks that they're having in regards to either, you know, taking it down and building a new stadium. But think about that, right? Think about all the memories, everything from fans, not even just Edmonton Elks, but there's been, I, I personally have never been to a concert in Commonwealth Stadium. Metallica next year is going to be my Ooh. first one. So but, you know, you hear about the legends of ACDC, you know, that concert. You hear about some fantastic events that have happened there. Um, you know, the Canada versus Mexico yeah. a soccer game that was there with Iceteca. You know, you and even style experience. So many different events that you can have in a venue like that. That yeah. if you go smaller or if you go different, you won't be able to have that same well, Where Where else are you going to do that? And that's why even Regina, Mosaic Stadium, they may have complications yeah. trying to build a ramp, especially with the whole toilet bowl thing going over right. top. Uh, Ludacris Fox, hello to you. Uh, Jason, yes, it does track, unfortunately. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, so good. Pink at Commonwealth next summer will be a big one as well. Yes. yes. Um, season seed holders, Edmonton Elks season seed holders, make sure you check your email for that pre-sale code. Mm -hmm. um, we should have gotten the email already. Obviously, there was posts online about it. We'll give you the triple reminder. Check for the pre-sale. Cheryl Crow is also going to be there. Yeah. I get, hey, you know it what? I might, I, might buy, I might get something. We should go. Yeah, that, Let's that, go. That'll be a cool one. It'll yeah. be a, I mean, I've never seen Pink. I don't know many of her songs, but I have heard that she puts on a good show. Uh, you know, she's a, she's a performer. When it comes to entertainment, um, you know, might as well. Might yeah. as well. Something to do. And, you know, it's just another another way of enjoying the stadium well and it once again solidifies the fact that commonwealth stadium should stay should stay <laughs> um i'm gonna write a letter yeah yeah <laughs> once again to the internet that's, that's my solution to everything i'm gonna write a letter uh <laughs> yeah jason yeah for sure check the emails it will be it should be in there Devley was given the uh, heads up by christine at the team store as well so mm -hmm. uh christine's always good stuff Speaking of which, I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit later in regards to uh, Edmonton Elks and their online sales and everything. That's gonna be in the fan forum. Which so is right now, let's just <laughs> move right on over to the fan forum. Let's open it up. 
So this segment is called the Fan Forum, where we discuss hot topics on the Edmonton Elks, CFL, and the sports world as a whole. Be sure to blow up the herd chat so we can get your opinion on the show. Topic number one. So the first one, let's just get right into the Edmonton Elks once again. Let's bring it back. Uh, their locker room sale has been an annual vir virtual event for some amount of time now. So going back to COVID when they couldn't do it anymore in person, the Elks have opted to do a lot of the sales in virtual format. Well, the online auction format has been deemed successful. It has worked. There's been tons of sales through that. Some fans miss the in-stadium event. So sh do you think that the Edmonton Elks should change the locker room format and bring it back to an in-person, in-the-locker-room event? Ooh, heard chat definitely get in on this one. Uh, this is a big one. So... <clears throat> You know, we uh, we did indeed talk to the team store today, found out that, yeah, the, the auction has been doing really good for the Edmonton Elks, recuperating some of those costs. You're not losing so many jerseys. From an organization standpoint, I get why it's popular. Should we completely lose our locker room sale? Especially when the Edmonton Oilers... The Edmonton Oilers are still doing a locker room sale. They still do a locker room sale, and I want to say it's usually like at the beginning of the year. So you get some of the stuff from last year, some of the stuff that doesn't get recycled, um, designated sets to be sold at the locker room sale. There's certain things from an organization standpoint that you do to set that up. I mm -hmm. get that. Taking away the live event, like Jason said, right? Uh, 100%, it means more having a live event. And I, you want. In my opinion, I, I didn't mind waking up early, going to Commonwealth Stadium, standing in line, freezing your dairy air off. <laughs> Some people uh, camped out overnight. It was a full event. You haven't seen. No. You haven't seen the locker room sale yet. I have not. Oh, I've only seen the online. The, online the locker room sale. Um it's fantastic. You get you get to actually look at the items, feel the items. There's a lot more items. Is it actually in the locker it's, room? So they did it actually in the locker room once um, in the last 10 years. The other ones that were in stadium were usually in the uh, east or west concession. I want to mm, say okay. west concession or something like that. But they would have you come in. Uh, you would line up. And after you get your items, you can go and get them signed by the players. And the one year, they had the Grey Cup there because we won the Grey Cup. <laughs> so after you get your locker room items, you go and take a picture with the Grey Cup after yeah. you get your items signed. And it's like, we are the champions. This is amazing. We get our picture. We were, we're, we're you know, happier than a you-know-what in a pig and you-know-what. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's just, it's an amazing live event. I like Jason's idea, 60% uh, live event and auction off the rest. I think that you can do a combination where you have a couple of items, uh, a couple of items, you set it up in the locker room like they did yeah. the one year, and you have some of your older items that you want to kind of liquidate, some of the out of, out of season or off-branded now at that mm -hmm. point because we switch brands so often. But if you had some of the off-branded stuff and, you know, sold some of that, I think that'd be amazing. What do you think? Because you haven't even seen an in-person. So all you've ever yeah. seen is the auction. It, see, 
I have missed it every single year because it's online. Yeah. Because I forget it's coming. I don't put it in my calendar. I just don't think that there is that much of uh, it's not as important mm -hmm. when they just do an online auction. Unless right. you're an auctioneer and you're into that kind of stuff. But for myself personally, I prefer live events in stadium events. And just like Jason says that anytime that you can hang out at the stadium is a win. So, you know, if you add on things like autographs, if you add on yeah. things like pictures, it just makes it a full event. I mean, hopefully we get a great cup back <laughs> so that we're yeah. able to do that again. But for now, I mean, I do agree that it should be in the locker room because otherwise it's just false advertisement. <laughs> and, you know, if it's, you know, if it's locker room items and you're in the locker room, there's that vibe, you know, and you're yeah. like, I don't know, do you go and sniff the things? Like, does it smell like the players? Yeah. Does the room <laughs> smell like the players? That's, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Like, it could be, I'm pretty sure they could make it into a way bigger thing. You know, you have your family day events, you have... You know, maybe two or three events sprinkled throughout the year when yeah. it comes for the fans and Edmonton Elks. And they always bring tons of people, tons of um, families. And they could even have other, you know, opportunities speaking as a business owner, speaking as an entrepreneur. There's always ways of making a little bit of money if yeah. you have a large group of people coming in for an event. Well, and that's that's interesting. Jason oh. said that right there. <laughs> they could also incorporate the spirit of Edmonton in the event and do a breakfast and a fundraiser yeah. out of it. Um, uh, our good friend Janelle is hosting a tailgate, a random tailgate, uh, December 15th, I want to say. Is it the 15th? I want to say it's a 15th, um, but it's around there. We'll get the exact details, but they're going to go hang out in lot A and just hang out and make it feel like we're all together again because there's not a whole ton of those exact events, right? Um, last year, what the Edmonton Elks did do good is they had that holiday sale. So that holiday sale, we saw Jamin, we saw Aaron Grimes. Right. December 17th, thank you, Mike. You are the man. Thank December you. 17th, you are the man on Facebook. Nice, we get the Facebook chat here. Thanks, man. So December 17th, uh, our good friends over at the Turf District are on it. Um, yes. So we'll be there. We're going to go hang out. Uh, please do swing yep. in. Come yeah, hang out. It's just, again, just more opportunities to just bring people together, the fans together. And I was just distracted by John's comment that it's 5-0 for the Oilers. So good. thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the update. <laughs> Thanks, John, for the update. Um, no, but, uh, you know, going back to that, that holiday sale last year, having yeah. the players in, having something like a locker room sale, right? Um, that would be, like, it'd be nice to get that feeling back. And without having anything in the holidays to kind of tie you over to next year, as a fan, you know, you if your season ends at the beginning of November, that's November, December, you know, now we're in January, mm -hmm. that's three months already, and you still got another three to four months to go. So I, I understand that. I feel that that holiday uh, thing that they did last year was good. And then, of course, the family day event as well. Right. And hopefully we do see a family day event. We have no idea because things are rapidly mm -hmm. changing over with the organization. And um, some days we don't even know if we're going to have a community ownership or a private ownership. So uh, <laughs> uh no we no we don't know what's going on are they taking down the stadium are they building another no, we one? no are no we... clue it's everything is speculation have... for now no idea <laughs> um but i mean 
yeah, uh, it's, I think it would be good if we bring it back to a live in-person event. I mean, obviously tons of people still appreciate an online auction. So I also agree with uh, Jason, you may be a split. Maybe you have some items that go on an online auction and then the rest are just in person and bring it yeah. back. You know, COVID is long gone. We don't have those days. Let's get back. Let's get people back into the stadium and maybe that will just, you know, it'll be the step one, step two towards filling this stadium again. Yeah. Well, and, you know, once again, we talked about that uh, today as well is just, we got to get the people back in the stadium and get the bowl open back up. And there's a, there's a, there's a long ways to go. So, um, but you know, before we even get to the gray cup and potentially seeing it at a locker room sale, lots of steps to go. Um, (laughs) But as far as the subject of returning to the locker room sale, yeah, it'd be nice to see it return in some capacity. Uh, To the actual locker room. To the actual (laughs) locker room. A big shout out to everybody that is watching live tonight. Um, Wherever you're watching, you can get in the herd chat apparently on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We are seeing YouTube and Facebook uh, cool. comments. So yeah, shout out, shout out to everybody <laughs> that's watching. Your tonight. mom is on my. Oh, the shout out to my mom. <laughs> Thank you, mom, for watching tonight. I love you lots. Uh, that's so cute. Topic number. It. Topic number two. Topic number two. Topic number two. I really want to talk about this one. Uh, players are set to hit free agency in February 2024. Okay. So you know, with the organization pushing a lot of multi-year deals and also having an extremely young roster, mm-hmm. the Elks list this year is considerably smaller than the fans are used to. You know. 16 players compared to the 28 at this time last year. Yeah. So, I mean, let me run you through the list. It just came out uh, of the potential free agents for the Edmonton Elks for 2024. Uh, When it came out, Tanner Green, Tanner Green, sorry, (laughs) running back and fullback was included in that, but we just signed him today. So he is no longer part of that. Uh, receiver Emmanuel Arsenault and Kyron Moore are on the list as well. On the offensive line, we have Thomas Jack Cordelia. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Josias and John, Brett Boyko, and Samuel Thomason. Mm-hmm. On the defensive line, we have Coney Ely, AC Leonard, Cole Nelson, Daniel Ross, and Sam Achapong. And linebacker. Jordan Reeves, yeah. Josiah Shackle, who was also signed today. Exactly. So he is off that list. And T- Tony Jones. On the defensive backs, we have Ed Ganey, Aaron Grimes, Donovan Alumba, and Lucish Pur- uh, Purifoy. Luchis. Luchez. Luchez. Yeah, Luchez. Wow. <laughs> Every time. <You're> <laughs> so that being said, you know, that's what we ha- currently have in the list. What do you think is going to happen? Do you have what? What are your three top players that top you would like three. to see the Elks re-signing right now? Uh, tough one, very tough one. Uh, Merry Christmas, Matt. Tough one, very very tough one. Um, Manny Arsenal. Uh, so yeah, it's tough, right? It's tough. Jack Cordelia has been with us for a hot minute. Josiah St. John, he didn't exactly play a stellar game last year. Um, he did all right at times. 
Brett Boyko, when he came in, he looked pretty good. Um, they're to pick three off of this list. Wow, that is tough. <laughs> all of them. All uh, yeah, of them. all yeah. of them. Um, I'll just try to go ahead and like Manny Arsenal would be nice to see him come back. He was a great utility. Uh, same time getting up there in the age as well. But I think he also proves that he has that work ethic that he can kind of outwork his age, which is uh, it's it's great to see. Kyron Moore, though, Kyron Moore was absolutely clutch. So I don't think Kyron Moore would be off your list. I think he would be on your list. Uh, I'm going to say Brett Boyko as well. And I'm going to say Luchez Purifoy. The reason why I say Luchez Purifoy is because he was truly a leader. He was also a utility knife. I, I, I'm that type of person that likes versatility. When I do my fantasy for hockey... I like my left wing, right wing combo. I like a center left wing. And if I can get a D right wing, like a Dustin <laughs> Bufflin or something, I'm going to get one of those too. Um, I'm somebody, and I know that Chris Jones likes utility knives. I know right. that he likes guys that can do different things. Uh, we saw Purifoy doing a couple different things last year. So, and yeah, Herd Chat, please let us know who your three are mm -hmm. on that list of 16. Who do you think is your clutch returns like who do you need to see back on this team and you can only pick three yes uh so that's mine <laughs> you I, can only pick three you that's can only it. pick no three <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying it's i'm saying it's kyra moore brett boyko and purifoy um catherine what do you think I agree with Jason here. He says Manny has had a great career and would love to see him around the team, even just as a non-playing mentor to the other receivers. See, the thing about Emmanuel Arsenault, I love saying his full name. Um, he is a leader and you can see it. We have a very young roster. Like I said, we have inexperienced people that haven't been in this game for very long. Having somebody like Manny taking the lead on maybe just a different role than just, you know, being a receiver, but being a leader and showing some of these young players the ropes mm -hmm. is massive. Without players like Manny, you don't get that experience. You don't get those, you know, tips and little things that will keep other people playing and, you know, being a cohesive team. So I think that he would be an amazing i'm i'm afraid that he's not gonna sign yeah <laughs> well or like if he may not get re-signed yeah. right and oh, yes um, exactly um my second would probably be brett boyko as well yeah just because he was instrumental for kyron moore to get some of those really big plays yeah without Brad Boyko, you would not be able to see some of those. I mean, he was definitely very instrumental in that O-line. Well, and he, and he came in, and he came into a bit of a brutal scenario, right? So it was nice to see him step it up, and it was a little, little bit of injury, a little bit of, you know, circumstances surrounding him coming in. But I think that he did enough to at least get a get another look for next year. Uh, whether it be training camp or whatever capacity, I would like to see him back. Um, mm -hmm. Who's your third? See, for my third, I'm I'm kind of torn between AC Leonard and oh Ed yeah, AC you know, Leonard. Like yeah, like he he's another one of those utility boys, right? Yeah, that you yeah. he can do defense and he Taylor Cornelius just yeah. fine, right? Uh, but at the same time, Ed Gainey. Oh, the, the cat. Oh, he wants to join the show. <laughs> um, Ed Gainey, like he's got that it factor. Yeah. You know, you see Gainey play and you're just like, oh, wow. 
now sometimes. So yeah. it's, I mean, I, I truly believe that with Ganey, you need the team to back him up. Yeah. He is the player that can show up and show that he is an amazing defense back and he can do his job. But if you don't have the team to back him up, he's not going to shine. Yeah. Right. With That's AC fair. Leonard, he's like, you just give him something to do and he'll do it. Yeah. So. And, well, and Mischievous <laughs> Wolf agrees uh, with you, AC Leonard. Um, yeah. yeah, AC Leonard, he was very, once again, instrumental, right? Yes. Uh, for for those Taylor Cornelius trick plays for sure. And then, of course, he has a job on defense. Yeah. So, you know, the specialty or the trick plays and, yeah, special teams. And uh, it, it, it was nice to see him jump into that role and just kind of do whatever he needed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um you don't you don't find too many guys that just will just shut up and take whatever whatever yeah. role or whatever opportunity. So um, amazing for AC, AC Leonard, a hard worker, uh, bounce back year for him. It was just it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sinjin in here, what up, Sinjin? Cleats of strength, my guy. Bring back Grimes. Ooh, subject of Grimes. Uh, eh, Aaron Grimes. So Aaron Grimes wants to play. Yeah. He wants to. Yeah. He 100% is in it for the long haul. He wants to continue playing. Right. But unfortunately, when it comes to injuries, you really don't know how those are going to go. There's always, if you injure yourself once, there's always a chance that you're not going to come back the same. Yeah. Even if you go through all of the physiotherapy, all of the exercises, there's always a chance that you will re injure. And that's that. So that's what makes me nervous about Grimes. Well, and it sucks too because we saw him right there. He was on the active list. Mm-hmm. He was right there. And then all of a sudden he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then it happened and again. We love Aaron Grimes. Like Aaron Grimes has probably been one of the best players to myself personally over over my all of my years of fandom, really. Um, but especially 2015 and onwards. Of course, like he went down to the NFL, he did his thing, he came back and he didn't skip a beat. He didn't, you know, sob or anything like that mm-hmm. about coming back. He was happy. He came back to Edmonton eventually as well. And he's been trying to get back onto the turf consistently. And I remember when he was at Antler Helmet Elks, um, he did his thing. He tried his hardest. So it sucks. I think he is at that point where he may be re-aggravating this and he's trying to get himself out of uh, his hole, that hole, and it sucks. So I I, I, I prefer if he played. Mm-hmm. I want to see him playing. If he can dig his way back in now, um, please, Aaron Grimes, please do. Um, yeah. Because we would like to see you defy the odds and nothing but love for Aaron Grimes. No, Just have to wonder if maybe that's a career soon. Yeah, I would love to see him back for sure. So hopefully that. Uh... All right, we do have a question. Actually, this is a good one. Jason okay. asks, "Do you think any of the big Winnipeg options shake loose to the Elks?" I wish it was Willie Jefferson. <laughs> I wish Willie was coming back home and said he went back down to Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, the big Winnipeg options shake loose to the Elks. And it sucks because Kenny Lawler has already kind of burnt that bridge with yeah. those comments I that was he made. Say, as long as it's not Kenny Lawler. And <laughs> Kenny Lawler has a house in Edmonton. Kenny Lawler lives Still? in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think you buy it and then you sell it right away. I think you lose <laughs> a lot of money that way. Yeah. 
So no matter what, maybe he's renting it out or maybe he's figured out a way to way to solve that. I have no idea. Um, Saul is definitely stealing some uh, spotlight. <laughs> yeah, Ludacris Fox said it now. Nah, Willie stayed home. And um, outside of that, like I think Jeff Code is up. I want to I want to say Jeff Code is up. I want to say that there's there's quite a few big players. It's also going to be interesting to see what happens with Brady Oliveira. Because Brady Oliveira in his final, in in that, you know, the, mm -hmm. that uh, in the final interview or in his interview in the Grey Cup, he had said uh, he felt extremely bad. He felt extremely bad about uh, losing because it wasn't going to be the same group of guys. Right. And he wasn't sure, you know, if everything was going to work out or if he was going to be going back. Now, obviously, he wants to go get an NFL opportunity. Right. Which good for him. Go go get that NFL opportunity. Please get out of Winnipeg. But if he comes back, it's also not exactly in stone that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to pay him that crazy amount of money that he is more than likely going to demand. Uh, yeah, Jason Arsenal Brady might be heading to the NFL soon. Um, Dalton Schoen, the snowman. <laughs> How about Schoen or Brady would pair well with Brown? Would um, <laughs> now Brady Oliveira would take the job? Excuse me, over Brown. Yeah, that's the that's that's a tricky thing. And Kevin Brown had momentum at the end of the year. Oh, I had to, I don't know. I had my moments with Kevin. Brown. Yeah, I was, I was like, it was a hot and cold. It was, uh, you know, super happy and seeing those some of those crazy, you know, run throughs and some of the crazy plays. But at the same time, but again, I, I always have to bring myself back and recognize that it's not just Brown's fault. Mm -hmm. that it's got to do a lot with the O line as well, not opening up the spots for him. You know, it's a team effort. Yeah. So. Uh, but I always, yeah, I felt hot and cold with Kevin Brown throughout the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure with that one. Uh, and John did ask, should the Elks go after Bo Levi Mitchell? That's a very good question, John. Should they? I don't think they will just because of Trey Ford. Bo Levi Mitchell, he does obviously want out of Hamilton. Now, where would he go? I don't know if there's necessarily much of a market for Bo Levi Mitchell right now. Yeah. Um, Montreal Alouettes have, have, uh, Cody Fajardo, BC Lions have their guy. Calgary has their guy. The Elks have their guy. Saskatchewan is maybe the only option. Mm, yeah. And even then they have Trevor Harris. Yeah. So Bo Levi Mitchell is almost aged his way out of the CFL, um, along with all of the inconsistent play as well. And then of course, Comments by Scott Milanovic today, the new head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Edmonton Elks, Edmonton Eskimos, Edmonton Elks legend for coaching a absolutely no game season. Congratulations, Scott Milanovic. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, he made some comments in regards to um, not wanting to have a quarterback that consistently throws the ball away and consistently throws uh, interceptions. <laughs> and it was like, whoa, like, man, are you throwing shade at Bolivar Mitchell right now? Like, are you throwing shade at him? What is going on? Uh, um, and Bolivar Mitchell already said that he doesn't see himself being in Hamilton much longer. Right. Um, Orlando Steinauer is no longer the head coach. He's now the president of, oper of football operations. So, you know, I don't see that going well for Bo Levi. Should we go for him? I don't think so. It's in Trey we trust. Yeah, we have we have a quarterback. Yeah, we that's... have a we have a quarterback. We have a couple, maybe three. Yeah, you know, we we have something that we can work with. 
No, it, you're right. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell could be the first quarterback for Halifax. That's hilarious, John. Uh, you are correct. At this rate, he might be. Maybe even a Quebec team. Who knows? Yeah, uh, he'll make it. He'll make it himself. <laughs> exactly. And then Jason, Bo Levi Mitchell will have to wait for uh, injury opportunities to take over. Now, what's funny about this is back in the day when he was dominant, he wanted to go down to the NFL. So he did all the workouts and everything and he had an opportunity with the Minnesota Vikings. I believe that he was like, he, he might've had an offer or something or he was very, very close in, in negotiations and he wouldn't take a job with the Minnesota Vikings because he didn't want to hold no clipboard. He didn't want to be a clipboard holder. He wasn't going to go be a backup anywhere. He was going to go be the starting quarterback, which if you know how the NFL to CFL relation works, look at how Nathan Work is being treated right now mm-hmm. down in the NFL, better than uh, Berthard, and he's still QB3, won't be able to crack QB2 unless Berthard gets injured, which now apparently he is. So it's taken a freak two injuries in two days for the Jacksonville Jaguars in order for them to consider a CFL stud in Nathan Rourke. So exactly, Jason Arsenal, we may see Rourke this week, depending on Lawrence, which yes, Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. is injured. Um, so yeah, I mean, everybody's hoping to see Nathan Rourke. I would assume that he's practicing with the ones right now, but then again, I'm not necessarily the biggest uh, Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> insider. I don't have all of that information. And I, I focus on the Packers, so uh, sadly, it, uh, all of us. <laughs> hey, you know what? They still have a chance. At, yeah, you at, know. Yeah, love's not doing so bad. No, he's Could not doing worse. doing bad at all. <laughs> um, alrighty. So I would say that uh, do you you do you have anything else on this transactions? Just no, our two that we signed. That was hey? the two, and that is it. Cool. Well, Thank you, everybody, for joining in and answering those questions. We're closing the fan forum. I mean, we'll definitely, we'll definitely see more of this as it continues to happen, right? I'm pretty sure the next few months are going to be packed with transactions and some movement, and we'll see what happens. For sure. We're going to keep everybody posted. Uh, so everybody knows, season one of the Elks Call ends in a week from now. So that's going to be our final episode next week. Once again, we have a guest plan for the show, so we will keep everybody updated. Hopefully, we're, we're, we're hoping it's a uh, double E guest. So keep everybody in the loop on that as well with any transactions. We will be posting about that and keeping everybody in the loop. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be fun. Season one's going to start, or sorry, season one ends on the 13th. We're going to have a holiday special on December 27th. And then January 10th is going to be season two of the Elks Call. So we're going to disappear for a bit. You guys uh, might have to deal with some to. replays, but. <laughs> everybody needs to. I, I still, you know, the last two weeks of December should just be a blackout for everybody. <laughs> Nobody goes to work. Nobody does anything. Just... <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh, John said in the herd chat here, let's, bra- let's bring back, uh, yeah, Joe Inouye, a.k.a. Roman Reigns. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Ryan Messer, who just hosted his first episode last night of Off the Reigns podcast, also on Shotgun Sports Network. Uh, he said he'll call our good friend Blair. 
good old Blair. Um, she's a big Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So <laughs> Ludacris Fox, uh, Andrea saw the kitty. Finally, yes, uh, Saul likes to blend in. Uh, he's in for this episode today. Now he's our guest for today. Yeah, we didn't have a, we didn't have a real guest. guest. We didn't have a real guest because the cat decided to take over. Yeah. No. <laughs> Supreme Overlord. Um, next up, we have the more than oil Edmonton sports update. Today's update is brought to you by Shotgun Sports Network. Since 2018, we've been supplying quality content for millions of sports fans. Head on over to shotgunsportsnetwork.ca for our latest articles and more. Okay, so I know this this is more than oil, but can anybody let me know what the score is? Does anybody, anybody have knows? an Oilers? <laughs> anybody have the Oilers score update? Uh, I know that John is uh, pretty on it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers start a six-game homestand tonight. They are facing the Carolina Hurricanes to start, then the Minnesota Wild on Friday, and then a matinee game against the New Jersey Devils on Sunday. 5-0. The Edmonton Oilers are currently 5-0 against the Hurricanes. Love it. The Edmonton Oil Kings are playing a home-and-home -home series against the Medicine Hat Tigers this weekend. Friday night will be in Medicine Hat, and Saturday will be hosted in Edmonton. Both games are at 7 p.m. Mountain. Friday night, the Sherd Park Crusaders, currently ranked ninth in the CJHL, return home to Sherd Park Arena. Mythic Comics and Collectibles will be in their lobby to help with stocking stuffers. And the FIS World Cup returns to Edmonton this Saturday. The Style Experience FIS Snowboard Big Air World Cup showcases some of the best snowboarders as they take on the world's largest scaffolding jump, judged on creativity and style over rotations. And the Alberta Soccer Association confirmed today that League One Alberta, the province's pro-am soccer league for men and women, will return in 2024. And is also confirmed the teams that will take part in its men's and women's divisions when playoffs uh, when play kicks off in 2024. We are the Elks and you're up to date. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool that they're coming back. And you know what else is cool? Shout out to Len, who helped us with this segment. So Len actually watched our latest Edmonton Sports update, and he is like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more than oil. So he actually joined Shotgun Sports Network as an author, as part of our team. And now he is writing a weekly Edmonton sports uh, update article that does not involve the Edmonton Oilers or the Oil Kings. Um, I think he did. No, he no, does he actually does. talk. No, he does no, no, talk no, he about does. the Oil Kings. Um, but I think by oil, he means Oilers specifically because you hear it everywhere. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. You can't hop in your car and listen to the radio without any sort of Oilers updates. But Which there is, is good. more. Yeah, of course. But there is more than Oilers yeah. to Edmonton sports. And our friend Len has very gracefully decided to take on the role of providing that information for all of you guys. Well, and, and also give a little bit of uh, notice to what he had going as well. And I think he's still doing it. Um, he has a Reddit. He has an right. Edmonton sports Reddit. So his Edmonton sports Reddit was, it was, it seemed like a lot of work. I get it. Um, so if he's still doing it, he's still busting it and doing double duty now. So mm -hmm. um, huge shout out to Len. Len, thank you so much. Um, he also does work for the Sherd Park Crusaders as well. So 
volunteer volunteer sorry mm -hmm. volunteer uh, one crew make sure you go volunteer for those guys uh if you ever have a couple couple hours and want to go watch some good ajhl hockey it's it's actually it's really awesome stuff. it's a blast <laughs> um our affiliates oh ladies and gentlemen do i wish we had a siren on here we need a siren <laughs> uh, we have an <laughs> announcement <laughs> i like it good <laughs> whoop, whoop. we have uh, a new affiliate fanatics you guys may have heard of these guys uh so we recently got in touch with fanatics who does nhl mlb nfl xyz all of them they do all of that so uh it's awesome very very excited about this one we're going to be able to get you into your favorite sports team gear uh so just go ahead uh hit the link i think we're gonna have the link soon coming soon <laughs> link is coming soon for fanatics royal retros we can't forget about Royal Retros, 10% off using code Stampede uh, over at RoyalRetros.com. Get your Christmas shopping done. Throwbacks, CFL jerseys, NFL jerseys, USFL jerseys, you name it. So uh, for all of the best throwbacks, it's Royal Retros, 10% mm -hmm. off, code Stampede. ThingsEngrave.ca is our official merchandise supplier. Once again, get your Christmas shopping done. You can do it through Things Engraved and get some of our sweet merch, Shotgun Sports and the Elksard. There's always something on sale over at Things Engraved. Mm -hmm. And Fanatics coming soon. And then Lather. Uh, you know what? I, I know I like getting soap for Christmas. <laughs> Gift some soap using Lather. T-L-A-T-H-R. Lather.com. Shotgun Sports 15. Really easy stocking stuffers. Very. It, it gets right in there. Um, and if you want to, you know, just give a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, your stinky kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> give some soap. If, you're, if your co-workers don't necessarily smell good and you don't want to tell them that they smell bad, you can gift them lather using code SHOTGUNSPORTS15, 15% off. I believe there's a minimum on that, but go ahead and use up that code. And yes, as far as Royal Retros, already has the Atlantic Schooners jerseys. Uh, we just need Bo Levi Mitchell to head over to the coast and to, you know, help them out with that stadium over there. Oh, Money in the bank. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so December, we, we're, we're pretty much done. This is, this is one of the shortest episodes ever. That's okay. We, yeah, we don't yeah. really have too much. Does anybody in the herd chat, if you guys have any questions... Please throw them in here. We've got about five minutes before we'll uh, go into the outro. So please throw any questions in the herd chat. Um, stoked stoked for an awesome show tonight. There was a lot of viewers here tonight. So big, big shout out to everybody for tuning in. Um, this was great. And December. I, want, I wanted to quickly talk about December because it's one of the greatest months for so many reasons. You get sports. I think, John, here in the herd chat, when do you think we will see the schedule for next year? I apologize. I missed that earlier, John. Um, schedule. When did it come out last year? I want to say it was around this time. Was it or, this early? I can't remember, to be honest. I would assume within, if it's not going to be the next week, that it may be early January. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would prefer to see it sooner than later. Yeah. I think... For planning purposes. Yeah, we do a lot of the planning way ahead of time. Yeah. 
you know, base <laughs> we plan our lives around the Edmonton Elk schedule. Yeah, does, <laughs> does, does anybody else in the herd chat, please let us know. Do you plan your life around the Edmonton Elks and the CFL schedule? I can tell you that we do. Um, the Grey Cup is obviously going to be one that's, uh, you know, X'd off on there. But even our trips. Yeah. Our trips, we got we got a, we got a lot of trips. Um, we have vacations, we have camping, you, we have kids. Yeah, yeah. there's Anything. all sorts. Uh, yeah, got to get the tailgate. 2023 CFL schedule was released December 13th. So yeah, it could come anytime. I know yeah. that the office will be taking some time off during the holidays, so it will yeah. either come out right before they go on holidays or. Probably after. So the Edmonton Elks, I was told that they will be shutting down, I want to say, from the 27th to the 2nd. So they're doing their inventory. Mm -hmm. Every year, the Edmonton Elks team store does their inventory. So you will not be able to go into the store, I want to say, from the 27th to the 2nd. They have like a three to four to five day shutdown. Mm -hmm. And that also includes online as well. Yeah. So they also do an online shutdown. And I want to say the online shutdown is for about a day or two. So John Melia, go Elks. Thanks, Johnny English in the chat. Uh, my man, got to go to the got to get the tailgate uh, menu together early. Yes, Jason, uh, the tailgate menu for next year. We're gonna we're gonna step it up. We're gonna step it up again. We do have the little griddle. <laughs> so now that we have a tailgate barbecue griddle and just like andre says it's on the calendar as soon as it's released exactly and i am one of those i'm one of those people that has a gigantic calendar on the fridge <laughs> and immediately the dates go up so i feel you nice and john is doing the investigative work here we know that there are three dates in august where the elks can play at home because of metallica and pink concerts Metallica is a full weekend event, so there's no, no that's way. that's gonna be a bye week, one hundred percent. I think. Well, no, we could do it away. I guess, but if it's such a big event, oh well, you know what? No, you're you're always quick to tell me about conversions team and how quickly they take those down. <laughs> Mind you, with the FIS World Cup, the conversions on that takes like two to three months both ways. It's 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 yeah, that's a little bit more, but those guys, shout out to Truck and Roll. Those guys over at Truck and Roll uh moving in and out the concerts, they do absolutely amazing. Um uh yeah, so yeah. Shoei Otani, I think I'm going to go to bed tonight. Oh, nice, nice. We got our griddle now as well, and we'll upgrade our barbecue, I think, this year as well. Things might get serious on our row this year. <laughs> Put them it. all on notice. I love it. Put them all on notice. No, I'd... I love it so much. Hey, we love to see that, especially because we just want to see everybody kind of kind of push each other, right? Like, let's make this tailgate absolutely amazing. I love it. My goal is to have the Edmonton Elves tailgate on everybody else's radar. Yeah. You know, if the CFL suddenly takes notice and then suddenly all of the... Because, I mean, we've heard the stories about the Hamilton Tiger Cats yeah. tailgate mm -hmm. and how great it is. You know, like, I, yeah, I just want people to take notice outside of Edmonton. So it's funny in talking to our good friends and talking to our good friends, um, uh, Ginger Argo, mm -hmm. uh, famous tailgater over in uh, over in Toronto. Ginger Argo, he was able to go ahead and kind of pinpoint which tailgates were awesome in the CFL. Why? Because he just did every single Argonauts <laughs> game, every single Argonauts game in person this year. 
So massive, massive for him. Good, good job, Ginger Argo. So he does know. Mm-hmm. So maybe next time we have him on the show, we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk to him about a rankings. Yeah. Uh, yeah Metallica, t- uh, 20, 23rd and 25th, uh, and then pink August 31st. Whoa. So there will be a bye week that in there. Week. It does. It does beg the question. Book all your camping on those weekends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Book your, book your camping. Yeah. You get, you get two weeks, uh, out of Edmonton, everybody. And if you're on call, well, you only get one week, but at least it's not both of them. Um, yeah. So it'll, it'll be, I'm, I'm already excited for next year. I just kind of want to get back to Commonwealth. And once again, that's why on the 17th, December 17th, there will be a tailgate get together over in lot a at Commonwealth stadium. So we will be swinging by. We hope to see you guys there too. Uh, always good to shoot the breeze with our with our fellow tailgaters, and we're all going to be asking hashtag Is it June yet? I'm sure that uh, especially freezing <laughs> our derriers off a bit. Seriously, is it June yet? Yeah, a little bit of little bit of Bailey's and coffee. Make sure you bring the the Bailey's and coffee. Um, so John, so how this works is it's public property. We can't tailgate. There will be no food. Uh, we're all going to be just hanging out. So. Yeah. Bring your own eats, pre-cooked if you want. Uh, bring a bucket of chicken, why not? Get the kernel involved. Nobody can tell you that you can't just sit in your car or outside your car, but you just can't cook. You can't have it, an actual tailgate. Yeah, I'm sure the fine. What if you had a canopy? <laughs> what if what if you what if you had a top over camper? Oh, there you go. Right? Top yeah. over camper. You could cook in there, but then you might as well just go sit in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know uh, Commonwealth's nice heard, for that. I've but... heard in BC they do that a lot. So they do yeah. it in Edmonton too. Oh, it's all good till we get kicked out. You know it. You know it, Jason. That's it. Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's only illegal when you get busted, isn't yeah. that? Uh, that's a oh. saying, right? I mean, if there's enough of us, that's going to be a pretty big fight. So yeah, I think you know. It's there's there's strength in numbers, so everybody <laughs> show. <up. laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, guys, you know what? That's uh, that's an hour. This has been amazing. This was an awesome convo. We can't thank you enough for tuning in. Uh, thanks to all of our viewers and listeners tonight, whether it be on YouTube, TuneIn, Edmonton Sports Talk, Spotify, Apple, pirated internet feed. Uh, you all rock. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how you listen. We're just grateful for the listen and the view. Uh, big shout out to Julie and Canada Snowboard for having us at the press conference today. Shout out to Mark McMorris. I didn't think I'd ever say that. Um, and shout out to Kathy for killing it on the production as always. I, I will just quickly say before I, I do my final outro here. Um, showed up today at the press conference. Looked great with our gear that you made. And then with the Elks call as well. You threw in the audio clip tonight. We got the We got the audio clip up there. It's no big deal for you, obviously, because you're very, very tech savvy. But yeah, thanks a ton for mm-hmm. being awesome uh, here at the Elks Call uh, with everything you do, Ben. <laughs> so really appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scout, a.k.a. the rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Even Elks. We are the Elks Herd. This was the Elks Call. We can't thank you enough for joining us tonight, and we hope everybody has an awesome one. Cheers, everybody. Have a good night, everybody.